Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 13th edition of the Minority Report podcast with Carell and Eric. Eric, what's going on, my man? Hello, hello. Excited to uh, excited to do another great show with you, man. Yeah, yeah. So um, just for the listeners out there, we're switching it up a little bit. Um, we've been on a little bit of a hiatus for, I would say, the last month or so. Uh, mainly because Eric and I are both super busy at work and with uh, family obligations. So uh, we're going to switch it up a little bit on this in this particular episode. I know everyone out there is used to uh, hearing us bringing on uh, various guests to tell their story. But in this episode, I'm actually going to interview Eric and allow him to tell uh, his story. You cool with that, Eric? You know, I, I love it. Only if I can uh, do the same with you on another episode. <laughs> absolutely absolutely so first question i have for you eric is is uh we're coming up on about a year now that we've been doing uh the minority report podcast what's been some of your most memorable moments over the last year in terms of doing this podcast yeah it's um at first it's just been such uh, a, a tremendous I, I feel like effort that we've, we've done to really start the first podcast of its kind like this in our space, and we've had tremendous guests. Uh, one that always stands out for me is when we just decided to start this podcast, and we kicked it off with our first guest, and from the response immediately from that particular cast, we knew we were on to, to the right thing, and there's nothing like starting off uh, with, with something like that. So uh, that, was, that was always memorable, and also uh, the variety of folks that we've had on, you know, I, I, I love the, the range and, and the, the, the variety of, of uh, individuals that we've had to come on to be able to talk about themselves. Um, each one of them is unique and special. And I love the next group of guests that we've been talking to, which will lead to another exciting year of great audio for folks to, uh, to, to learn a lot more about people they either know or, or don't know in the space. Yeah, I mean, you can't see me right now, but I'm sitting here nodding my head yes as, as everything that you're saying. Uh, this last year has been uh, really tremendous in terms of starting the podcast, the conversations we're having, and and the feedback that we've been getting from the marketplace. So so it's been great. But for any of the any of the people that are new to our podcast or those that don't know you, uh, why don't you give uh, a little background on your professional history and sort of what you're currently up to today? Absolutely. So um, first, you know, I'm the VP of sales and ad operations for a great company called Intermarkets. Uh, a lot of people sometimes say, okay, what's Intermarkets? And, you know, we're, we're an independent ad sales firm at its heart and at its core. And what's pretty cool is we just celebrated our 20th anniversary. So think about 20 years in the digital media and, and the advertising space. Not a lot of companies can say they've done that. So that really makes us one of the most successful companies in the history of digital media and, uh, and advertising. So I oversee all uh, you know sales and revenue functions, account management, and uh, operations and yield, and interface with all the other important departments that, uh, that help to make up our great company. So uh, that's what I'm doing today. Yeah, for, for those of you who don't know, uh, Eric and I actually work together on the business side of things. Uh, Eric's company is a client of my company. So besides doing this great podcast with them, I'm always trying to uh, get him to do more stuff with us too from a professional standpoint. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 
So, Eric, why don't you talk a little bit about your your personal background, culture, identity, give people a sense of who you are. Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, my first, I guess it's interesting. Let's start with my last name because it sort of leads into really who I am and, and you know my culture. And so, my last name is Rickadam, which is pretty unique. I'm half Filipino and I'm half Guatemalan. And, you know, it's, it's just a cool, crazy mix. And you tie in the last name and you just realize you're sort of not dealing with the average combination. I always say I love uh, thinking it's a only an America combination, which is awesome. And it sort of gives you an idea of uh, how I grew up, you know, in my household. I had, uh, you know, one side uh, uh, Asian family and another side, uh, you know, uh, Central American family. And what was awesome is those two worlds coming together. And uh, I was very fortunate that, uh, that there's a lot of love in my, in my house. And I really am proud of, of uh, you know, the heritage uh, from where I come from. So I'm an all-American kind of guy, born in the nation's capital in Washington, D.C., uh, raised by my folks there. They divorced when I was young, but it's a happy, it's a, it's a, it's a positive story <laughs> where, uh, <laughs> where I was fortunate that uh, I had two awesome step-parents. It sounds weird just saying step-parents because that's how close we are. And uh, I've, been, I've been fortunate that way. But I come from a family um, that I've always seen as really industrious. You know, um, My stepfather was a skilled tradesman, uh, my mother a nurse for 40 years. My stepmom devoted to running the household, and my father uh, was an executive uh, and, and leader of people, but really more for in-house roles and functions uh, in the manufacturing and sort of print world when that was dominant. So I say I have sort of ink running through my veins, but I'm definitely a digital guy uh, right now. So that's, uh, that's how I grew up. Nice, and thanks for that, for that background. And speaking on digital, uh, about digital, why don't you talk a little bit about how you got into the space? How did you get into media and, and the ad tech world? Yeah, so it's interesting. You know, I, I really started in media by you know, kind of working with my father in the print industry. And, you know, he was always trying to help me figure out, you know, these sort of like the world of manufacturing and sort of that, that side of, of print. And then uh, he realized, hey, you know, you're really good at working with the salespeople and the account managers, you need to spend time, you know, out of the, the facilities and really in front of customers. So I started working with a lot of those folks and, and, and trying to develop uh, roles externally. But uh, after doing that for a little bit, you know, I found an opportunity at a, at a newspaper to, to start really uh, as, a, as like a, a sales assistant, a marketing assistant, and I'm talking about literally just banging out media kits and communicating with customers. And then from there, that's how I started my media career because, as you know, a seller leaves or gets fired or moves on. And they, where I was working at the time had sort of like a farm system. I was like, all right, sales assistant, you're up. You're next. You know, take over this territory. And then I had a, a successful career in, in print. And then after working in newspaper and in magazine, uh, which was exciting, I was sort of getting burned out on print, and I got a call from from a boss who just took over digital advertising department and said, "Hey, this is kind of crazy, but you know all that inventory that sellers were giving away and all this stuff. There's a lot of value behind it. You know, I need your help building this up." And so when I got that call, 
you know, I call that the year digital saved my life <laughs> because it was a new way to fall in love with something that I already loved, but it was already the, the early start in the, in the, you know, mid two thousands of where a lot of money was starting to shift all the attention in the early days. And, uh, and that's how I got into media. And really that was the sort of launch point. Nice, nice. And, and obviously you've been in the, in the space for some time now. I consider you, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that you're old, but I consider you a, an industry, I consider you an industry veteran. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. I, and, I, and I'll accept it. I'll accept it. And I'm proud of that. Um, there you so, go. There you go. And so on, on that, yeah. on that note, right, what are some of your personal or team accomplishments that you are most proud of? Yeah, you know, it's it, it's tough because when you're this old, <laughs> you have to think back on all the years. No, um, I'll I tell you, there, there's there's the ones that, you know, it's sort of easy to personally check off, try to check off the boxes where you're like, oh, I've done all these great things, you know, and I, I feel proud that I've worked for a lot of different types of media environments. You know, I've worked for publicly traded companies, startups, restarts and category leading companies. But, you know, I, I'm really proud of, you know, working with my colleagues that, you know, have sort of established themselves in, in, in their careers and then come back around and said, you know, thanks for helping me earlier in my career. You know, thank you. Thank you for mentoring me. And at the time you're doing that, you don't realize you're doing that. You know, you're just working alongside with people. So I'm really proud when I've been able to help some folks develop professionally and that makes me feel like that's an accomplishment of, of, of my own you know yeah I'm also proud of you know sort of some some interesting things that might be a little bit different and, and I know a lot of our listeners you know maybe based out of uh, NYC or LA or other great you know, Chicago Philly and other great digital cities but you know I, I've been really proud that I've been able to create a successful career in digital media and advertising that has not been based in New York City and I hope that serves as a little bit of inspiration for folks who are, are technical or creative or, or business minded or, you know, or, or want to participate in this great industry that we're in, but um, are not based in, in New York City. So I think there's tons of digital talent that exists in, in uh, a lot of other uh, cities and states throughout this country. And, and I think I'm, I'm really proud of that personally. I think there, there's, there's growth there um, too. I think I'm also really proud of, of, uh, of a professional network and colleagues and, and, and even friends over time, you know, in the space that, uh, that you develop. I'm really proud of that, you know, and uh, th th those are the folks that you're going to, you know, be able to, to, to build lifelong partnerships and friendships with. And uh, that, that's something I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of. And I guess ultimately, and finally, like, I'm, I'm really proud of starting this podcast uh, with you, Corral. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's been huge. Uh, just like we were talking about earlier, I just came off uh, probably one of the two or three biggest industry events that we had and talked with a lot of leaders there, not only for companies and businesses, but even other folks who produce uh, podcasts and, and digital trade publications. And they love what we're doing. And, uh, and I'm really proud of starting this podcast with you. And, uh, and I thought it'd be appropriate to maybe give a shout out to somebody who's been really helpful with these podcasts quietly. And that is, you know, often Carell and I refer to as our uh, silent, uh, silent producer. Every single 
podcast that we do, we have some some help from many of the listeners may know Ryan. You know, Ryan has his own successful uh, podcast and other media. But Ryan, Connie is really a great part of the show too, and we're proud of all the time that he uh, puts puts together for us to be able to do this. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Big shout out to to Ryan. He was certainly key in helping us get this podcast off the ground and continues to be key in, in every episode that we, we produce. So definitely uh, shout outs to, to, to Ryan for that. So Eric, getting back to the industry for a second, what, what excites you most about the future of the space? You know, uh, it's such a big question. And I get excited when I think about the future of the space. It, you know, everything is becoming more digital, right? It's it's a uh, television or TV or CTV or radio and audio and mobile and video. It's all just more digital, and it's exciting to me because that means that I too can have a place and maybe make an impact there uh, down the road. So I think that's that's what excites me most about the future. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And then you know, moving uh, a bit more. Uh, I guess on a on a personal level, right? Like you, similar to me, married, kids at home, very busy work life, very, very busy home life. How do you go about balancing the two, if that's even possible? So I'm going to say something that's kind of crazy. <laughs> well, because I think I think that when I hear work life balance, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, there needs to be the separation, you know. And I think what has helped me to sort of manage some of the madness is I don't think they always need to be separate and I'm okay with that, you know? Mm-hmm. So they weave in and out of each other, but you know, there's some things that I do a little bit differently. Like I have two, two separate phones, you know, I try to keep one more business focus and then one a little bit more personal and, you know, some small things like that. But what I think I've, I've become okay with is that the uh, work-life balance means, you know, being really healthy and strong in both. And then sometimes there are intersections there and it's okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. I would tend to agree with you. I think it's hard to separate the two, especially when you spend the majority of your time with the people you work with. Right. That is your life, right? So it's, it's all about sort of management of your life and everything in all aspects within it and how you do that on a personal level. But I'll stop giving my opinion because I know you're going to hit me <laughs> in a later episode. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so what, what advice would you have to anyone entering the space? You know, um, it's interesting because I, I, I think, uh, like I mentioned before, I'm really proud of my professional network, which, you know, in turn, you know, has become, you know, friends in the space or folks you can rely on. And I, I think if there's anyone, any advice I'd give to anyone coming into the space is work hard at developing your network if you can, you know? And, and I, I think when you're doing it early on in your career, you don't, it doesn't necessarily feel like, Hey, I'm developing my network. Right. You know, but what you're doing is you're really building a, a tremendous resource for yourself. That's going to help you in a lot of different ways. And I, I what, what we can do later on is share with, uh, with our readers and with our listeners, you know, uh, I read a great article on just like how important network can be. And I, I really agree with a lot of the, the, the ideas in there. And it's actually something I, I, you know, I've worked hard on and continues to serve me today and it will down the road. So develop your network as much as you can. Nice, nice. You know, to one of my more favorite questions that we ask when we do 
uh, our interviews is, you know, on your phone, which I'm sure you're on all day long, what are, what are the top three apps that you use? And you cannot name email or your calendar. <laughs> Got it. So, you know, I'm on that LinkedIn app. Absolutely. I'm a monster on that, right? So I try to be respectful. But you know what? If you don't want to read what I got to say, don't read it, right? So that's okay. That's true. Uh, yeah. But also, you know, I know a lot of folks like Pandora and Spotify. They're awesome. Love them too. But there's times I find myself gravitating more to SoundCloud, which is crazy. But I mean, I, I, I like SoundCloud too, so I'm on there a lot. Um, we got a lot of like tracks, etc. So, and another place you can check us out. I'm on that Slack. I'm on Slack all the time. Uh, so, got a lot of Slack channels going on. And oddly enough, I use Foodie a lot. So, this Foodie app, here's the thing. You know, it's great for taking pictures of your food. But I find it's great for taking pictures of anything. So take a picture of a background, a place you're at, a selfie, whatever it is, foodie, F-O-O-D-I-E. And that's, that's what I'm on. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I enjoy doing this podcast, Eric, is because it gives me a chance to, to get to know people in the space a little bit better that I've known for a long time on a more personal level. And I definitely, even though we've done this podcast for a year now, I definitely just learned uh, more things about you uh, that, I, that I didn't know, uh, which is awesome. <laughs> Thanks for, for allowing me to, to interview you on this episode. And for those of you out there listening, be sure you can to find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify as well. You can check us out on, on Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, and Instagram and until the next episode uh, we'll talk to you guys soon thanks Eric thanks Carell